Hi, this is your coach Joe Lucas and in this video what I want to do is talk to you about meeting processes, uh, selling processes, prospect onboarding systems, and kind of what's working now. And I've been coaching now for literally a quarter century in this industry. And you know, when we first started, it was basically a two or three meeting process, right? Uh, you were referred to somebody, maybe you did a workshop, maybe you networked with somebody, maybe another professional referred you. Bottom line is, first goal, get them in the office or go to see them, right? Always goal number one. And I think for you know many decades, that held to be true. You go see them, you do your first meeting, you would um, you know find out what their needs, wants, and wounds are, hopefully. Uh, you would then come back in meeting two, typically, and uh, you know provide your analysis, your proposal, and then GTM, right? Get the money or GTA, get the get the assets, right? Then maybe about 15 years ago, we morphed it. At least I morphed it to a three meeting process. I thought again, if you if you have somebody, and I don't care if they got a quarter million dollars, a hundred thousand, or twenty million dollars, I mean just just hear this out loud. Somebody's going to spend a couple of hours with you, referred or not, doesn't matter, and then they're going to turn over all their money to you. I mean, we think about it from that perspective. That's a pretty, pretty big ask when you think about it. It's a big decision, right? So we morphed it to, to an intro, intro meeting, right, technical meeting, and then presentation slash game plan meeting. So we took three meetings, right, spread it out a little bit. And that really helped ratios from taking somebody from prospect to client. Today, that is now obsolete, Yes, I am saying that my meeting mastery process is now obsolete because the buyer is now different, the decision-making processes are different, the marketplace is different, the options are now different. So here's what we've been testing now for literally about a year and a half, uh, and we've gotten some really tremendous results. So I want to share with you kind of our new process um, and get you to think about maybe shifting yours, uh, A, make it easier on yourself, make it easier on your prospect to say yes to you, and at the end of the day, we get the, the end result. So when I started my work back in the early 90s in this industry, the internet was barely alive, right? I think my first, I think I had AOL dial-up to give you some sense of how long ago that was, right? And, and so there wasn't a lot of information. You know, CNBC was kind of in, a bit, in its kind of infancy, a little kind of you know, weird cable channel that did market stuff. And, and there wasn't a plethora of stuff on the internet, obviously. And so basically, when you had somebody come to you, they were looking for not only advice and guidance, but they were looking for information. Like they didn't know what they didn't know, right? Fast forward 25 years now, well, everybody knows everything, right? Internet, the, the plethora of information, right? Three or four different cable channels, YouTube channels, internet, podcasts, video stuff. So information, books, right? Everything. So now you have, now you have a educated, maybe slightly confused consumer. So what do we do? I really think if you think about uh, consciously taking somebody and, and demanding a meeting, going through their demanding, then, hey, show me what you got, then giving them what you think, and then expecting them to say yes to you is, is about obsolete as getting in a biplane these days to go cross country. Not a good idea. You could do it. It's going to take you a long time, and you may not like the process. So here's what we find to work today. Um, and this is going to be a lot about human psychology and human decision-making syntaxes, right? Basically, is this. The first goal in any prospect engagement is to get hired. That's always been my standard protocol. Now, back you know, a couple of years ago, a couple of decades ago, there was a lot of talk in the industry about 
do you get do you want all the client's assets or is it okay to get a piece of it right and then figure it out and i know there's and you know they're both right it all depends on what you wanted to do so in the old days you'd either you know pitch the whole thing right or you'd go get a piece of it and make them a client then hopefully you had a process right to go around and kind of eat the elephant one piece at a time some you did some you don't today here's the process and by the way this is universal. This, I don't care if they come from a CPA referral, a workshop, a referral. And it doesn't matter how they show up in the door, right? First rule of thumb is introductory phone call, intro call, 30 minutes. Now, why do we do that? I find that by, by you know, making yourself available and just having people come in, anybody can come in to see you, it diminishes your position. You can't be all things to all people. So... There's a line between making it easy for people to do business with you and then, and then making it too easy where everybody can do business with you. There has to be a little exclusivity to this. And think about this in your own scenario. If, if, you, were to, if you were referred to a doctor and they were like this very well-regarded specialist or attorney or CPA or consultant and they like drop everything and see you immediately, what's your first reaction? That you're special? Nope. That, hmm... Is this person so good? Why is their schedule so open? Because isn't it successful? People are really busy, right? And then they just want to see you. So we want to get away from that. First of all, I think it puts a lot of pressure on you. It makes them uncomfortable. So the first thing we're going to do is do a 30-minute intro call. Now, when I say call, it could be a Skype. It could be a go-to meeting. It could be a Zoom. It could be a FaceTime. It doesn't necessarily have to be a phone call. 30 minutes. And all we're there is that they want, you want to know their story. Hey, tell me about yourself. Tell me why you're reaching out. You know, let's, let's just have a look, and I'll tell you a little bit about what we do. And it's just a little conversation, 20, 30 minutes. That's it, 30 minutes max, right? All we're there to do is see if we like the person. If, if it looks like we might be able to help them, they're not crazy, right? Um, and, you know, does it make sense to carve out an hour and either have them come in or we go to see them or we're going to do a, a, a virtual piece, right? And more and more virtual pieces are happening. Again, weaving technology and video conferencing into what we do. Right? So a couple things. The intro call creates a barrier. Oh, you, you just can't come and see me. And by the way, I've got clients that do workshops now who have gotten off the let's come first meeting, first meeting, first meeting, who have now say, look, let's make sure this makes sense. I'm going to give you 30 minutes of my time. Go register, go sign up for our 30-minute block. I'll, I'll, you know, we'll confirm. We'll initiate the call. And that way it kind of gives them a little wall, a little barrier there, a little push away, right? And it makes people want to do business with you even more because you're not just kind of Throwing the doors open like a restaurant, right? Then we do our first meeting. And again, so we've already kind of know them from the intro. First meeting is going to go pretty good. You're already kind of know who's coming in the door or you're going to go see them. And either way. And what we're doing there is, again, needs, wants, wounds, finding out what their pain is. And, and here's the differential now. Where we would kind of then do that and then maybe we would do a technical meeting, then a, then a kind of proposal meeting. What we want to look for is a project, Okay. Now, projects come into, and we'll talk about whether or not projects should be paid or unpaid in a minute. A project is, can be as simple as a risk tolerance questionnaire, uh, and then, then applying it to their current portfolio. It could be a fee analysis in terms of what they're paying internal, external. It could be a simple retirement income plan. It could be a social security analysis, a college, college planning analysis, a light version of a plan. Anything like that would, would suffice, depending on the situation. My perfect world, you get paid for it, okay? And here's why. 
Um, number one, if they're not willing to pay you, and when I say get paid, you know, I'm talking maybe a couple hundred to maybe a couple thousand, depending on the situation. So I've got some people will charge, you know, five hundred dollars. I got some people charge twenty five hundred dollars. Doesn't really matter to me. Whatever you think your marketplace is, how you want to roll, totally cool with that. Okay. Now, if you're at a place, unfortunately, where you can't charge for this stuff, fair, fair enough. The premise still applies. Go for a product. Here's why this is important. It is a small decision. It is either a five, we'll just use my math. It's either a $500 decision or a $2,500 decision. It could be a $5,000, whatever. But it's a small decision. It also doesn't get you married to the person, right? It's a project. Projects have starts, middles, and ends, right? Here's why this is important. It gives the client slash prospect an opportunity to settle in with you without making a major commitment. Conversely, it makes you gives you an opportunity to settle in with the prospect to make sure you're not taking on a crazy person, right? Or somebody that's going to be untenable in a year or two. And you all know this. Once you get somebody in the books, it's not easy to get rid of them sometimes, right? I mean, you can't demand, you can't send them a check and here's your money, get out of here. It doesn't work that way. So you want to do this carefully. And here's the premise on this and the reality. If somebody can't, if somebody's not willing to, to give you a couple hundred dollars to do a basic analysis, what makes you think they're going to pay you asset management fees, financial planning? If they can't, if they can't see their way to give you a couple hundred dollars or even a couple thousand dollars to help their situation after you did the intro call, after you sat with them, what makes you think they're going to pay you, period? And now we're out of the free consulting business. And that business sucks, right? So I want an analysis, right? Whatever the work product is, they own it, okay? If you can get paid, great. If you can't, so be it. You have them sign something authorizing the project. So whether it's a financial planning agreement, ADV, or maybe you put something together like a one-pager, here's what we're going to do for you. If you're in an environment that you can't charge, that you cannot charge. And a couple things happened, and this has been interesting for me the last, oh, 18 months or so. And this is, and by the way, I'll be the first one to say this was not my, the reason why I put this together, quite frankly, the shift, I got tired of my clients doing unpaid work. And, you know, we talk about being professionals, right? We don't want to be salespeople. We don't want to be brokers. We want to be professionals. But yet here we are giving the store away all the time. And then, so here's what comes out of our mouth, but here's how we behave. Behavior always trumps the mouth, right? So we do that. Here's the, here's the, Interesting unintended consequences that I have found. If somebody strokes you a check, goes through a project with you, in their mind, this is the key thing, in their mind, guess what? They've hired you. They've hired you. Now, depending on the project, it could take, what, a couple weeks, maybe a month or two, depending again on how complex, what it is, you know, obviously full-blown financial planning, four to six weeks, you know, uh, a fee slash risk tolerance analysis, a couple of weeks, right? But here's the thing. In their mind, they're a client. In their mind, they retained you. If you do a good job with the work product, you're going to have an 80 to 90%, this is our data, an 80 to 90% probability that they will hire you for the rest to, to bring their assets in, to do either full-blown planning, whatever it is they're going to, whatever the needs are, they will execute with you because their mindset is, I've hired you, I like what you did. Now, I don't want to lose you. Fear of loss is a powerful motivator for people. People will do more not to lose than to gain. 
So we shift. So what we've done here as, a, as an unintended consequence is we shifted the, the, the buying pattern from gain to loss and as a, as a much more powerful motivator. In addition, you're really not allowing them to become a full-fledged full client, so you get chances to work with them, they get to experience you, you get to experience them, it's a much more comfortable. The, the, the decision-making is a byproduct of the process, not a close. It has been wonderful to watch these last 18 months, and I've got clients who have been testing this out in the marketplace, and like I said, 80 to 90%, they pay you, 80 to 90% probability, assuming everything goes well, that they'll become a client. And... You're not doing free work. So that's one of the major shifts that we've initiated here with, with my clients as we educate, as we kind of look at what's in the marketplace. You know, it's time to evolve as an industry, as a profession. Stop giving the store away. Bottom line, if people won't pay you for your time, for your guidance, for your intellectual capital, your advice, what makes you think they're going to let you run their money at a fee? Just doesn't happen. So what I want you to do with this, I want you to think about what we put out here today. And think about what shifts you need to make. Get uncomfortable. Try some plans. Stop giving it away for free. Give yourself the gift of shifting. Because I'll tell you right now, until the rest of the industry catches up, now I'm putting this out there, and trust me, not everybody's going to run at this. But for those of you who do, you'll have a tremendous competitive advantage in the time where there's going to be more money in motion over the next five years than we'll see in our lifetime. So that's your decision to make. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Hey, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Grab 30 minutes with me. Let's make things happen for you. Thanks for watching and listening. See you soon.